Dear listener, I'm Dean Ardenfell, and this is The Corporation, the podcast where I interview employees of the many subsidiaries of my favorite multinational conglomerate, Hogswood Cooper Media. Oh, and this episode is a great one. I talked to an unlicensed therapist who helps cops bury the trauma of shooting people so the cops can continue to keep everybody safe. Then I spoke with a PR director for a pharmaceutical company whose COVID vaccine may not have been the best, but it certainly was first. I talked to both these guests in the studio. We had a great time. I think you're going to love it. But first, I want to read this five-star review I got recently. And hey, if you'd like to have your review featured on a future episode, just go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, and tell us your favorite corporation, CEO, legal loophole, whatever you like. This one is called Required Listening, and it comes from Eowyn Rules, who says, I love this podcast. As a happy employee of HCM, it really helps me understand the intentions of those above me who only want what's best for me and my large family. In every sense of the word, this podcast is a must. I have written this review of my own volition, freely and in my own words. Thanks, Eowyn. You know, I never doubted you for a minute. It's clear to me that you're a big fan and you're not an employee posting under duress or a bot that's been programmed to say nice things about HCM. So thank you. All right. Last but not least, if I can still say this without the libs coming after me, I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. We're going to have a super special episode coming at you next week for the holiday. But in the meantime, enjoy this brand new episode of The Corporation. My first guest is an unlicensed therapist with the Suppression Group Limited, a firm that helps law enforcement professionals process their emotions through activities such as ropes courses, antitrust falls, and avoidance therapy. In his work with the NYPD, he has helped hundreds of cops bury and move past any emotions that might get in the way of their jobs. On weekends, he creates landscape art using Microsoft Paint. Please welcome Lou Frangiponi. Hello, Lou. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, uh, it's great to have you here. So you help you help cops who have been like involved in officer-involved shootings and things. You help them like yeah. push down and move past any lingering weakness they must they might have from that event. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, these guys got a high-pressure job. Yeah, right. And they're out there in the streets, and emotions just get in the way. Right. In the '90s, everybody was very emotional. Oh, is that really you? You 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 point to the '90s as the most emotional time. There was a, mo- there was a lot of uh, you know the emo yeah. music with the kids were listening. <laughs> it was to. a whole genre of music called, like called whole- emo as in emotional, right? Yeah, yeah. It led to a lot of maybe we should let the uh, emotions out. Yeah, yeah. Got to push it back down. It's what ruined the system. Like we had a whole decade where like all the all the pop stars were whining about their emotions, yeah. like Nirvana and all yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, and then and uh, that carried over into the regular life. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Even into the into the the law enforcement uh, system. Yeah, all those kids. Yeah. Man, they listening to Offspring and uh uh Colt. What's the other one? What's the other one that came out on nine eleven? Gin blossoms. Gin blossoms. Yeah, all that stuff. It ruined okay. the. It, it, you so know. you're saying people listened to Jim Gin blossoms mm-hmm. as a kid and then decided to join the NYPD. 17, 18, 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then they're riding the Long Island Railroad. Sure. Or the Staten Island Ferry. Uh huh. 
and they're uh, you know they got this music playing in the uh, in the headphones, and it's all like she won't, she nobody likes me, you know, I'm a loser. So now you got a whole bunch of cops that are out there in the system that are too soft, and then they they have to make split second decisions and possibly kill people, and you're and you come in, you swoop in, uh, an unlicensed therapist, and you say we're gonna figure out how to tamp this stuff down so you can become real real men, real cops. Exactly, it's in that moment. In that moment is where you make that decision where it could cost you your life or their life. Yeah, right. You know, right. Yeah. Like, w- uh, if you have like a moment of sympathy in uh, when you're out on the street dealing with criminals, even not criminals, even oh, people who, yeah, I mean, not at criminals. You, you pretty much have to assume, pretty much, right, yeah, that everybody is when you're in that. They're job. Degenerates. Degenerates. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have the blue. And so, so there has been some criticism lately that you know that the cops are sort of trained to see absolutely every person as a threat, no matter what is happening in the situation, yeah. and that that causes them to be you know trigger happy and aggressive and yeah. uh, and make uh, rash decisions. What do you say to that? Yeah, well, listen, New York City is eight eight to eleven million people at any time. Sure, it's only thirty thousand cops. Wow, only thirty thousand. Yeah, yeah. You never watch Blue Bloods. <laughs> I can't say that. I think I've seen uh, some advertisements for that. Does that have uh, Magnum P.I. in it? That's right. Yeah, Tom Selleck. Yeah, okay. And uh, the new kid on the block. Oh. Not one Jordan. Of the, one of the Wahlbergs? Donnie Wahlberg. Anyway, the, the show has a lot of good stats on the uh, NYPD. Yeah. There's only, it's only 30,000 cops. And how do you control all 8 million animals with only 30,000 of them? <laughs> you call them animals. Yeah. New, new, I, new civilians. York. Yeah, yeah. Animals. It's almost like somebody let 8 million people, uh, animals out of a zoo, yeah. and you got 30,000 zookeepers trying to keep them all, you know, and, yeah. and, and only the budget of like some of the small military of a small country uh, in order with which to do it, right? Yeah. It's, it's tough on these guys. It's not, it's not, it's, you know, the New York's all spread out. Sure. These animals, you know, it's Lord of the Flies out there. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Really? Yeah. Okay. You know, you go and you get called in for, uh, you know, a, a simple uh, B&E or a... Mm domestic hmm. and the whole thing could turn around on you because you're having memories of when your mom was uh, harassed and not to mention the trauma that they might have at having possibly like let's say executed an innocent child by accident like mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. when you get a cop who's done that and your your advice is like let's see how far down we can press that emotion yeah, well, right well, it starts with the language you don't say stuff like execute Oh, okay. What yeah. do we say? We say, um, uh, you know, uh, a tactical maneuver. Yeah, right. You know, it's it's all in the language. Sure. Executed. That sounds bad. Yeah. yeah. That's like a drug lord got you on your knees. Yeah. And you get shot from the back. That's not what we're doing. Right. When you're killing an innocent kid, that you're not executing it the way a drug dealer would. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, no, yeah. We don't say killing. No. Because I hear a lot of officer-involved shooting. That's the thing they throw yeah. around a lot. Yeah. 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 Officer. Uh, the o- o- OIS. OIS, yeah. We call it OIS. And yeah. we say OIS. You know I mean? oh, 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 that's fun. Yeah. You know, it's all in the perception, so it sounds bad. But if you go OIS. Yeah. It's almost like hey, a. Hey, Captain, I was in an OIS. It sounds like something you might shout when you like smash a glass at a Jewish wedding or something. Right. Or like a, um, like the, like a soccer, like a football match in Europe. Yeah. Like, OIS, OIS, OIS. You know? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to put the officer in a, in a different place. A, a sports sure. scenario is yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's great for men. When you give yeah. men a sports metaphor uh, to uh, process their emotions through that never goes bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you said, I, I mentioned in the intro here, you have something called antitrust falls. What is that? Yeah. What do you do with the, with the boys when you're trying to get them to <laughs> it's set up like a trust fall? Okay. Yeah. We're like, Hey, your brother's in blue. Yeah. 
are going to be behind you. You mm. close your eyes. You put your arms over your chest. Mm. You fall backwards, and they're going to catch you. Sure. And then we randomly select uh-huh. which ones don't get caught. Yeah. Because right. you can't have trust out there. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. You can't have trust. And how we, how we do it is not every one of the guys dressed up is an actual cop. Wow. Really? Yeah. Some of them are plants. Okay, so what, uh, the person who's not a cop are they the ones who's who's not catching the guy? Right, yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. You bring in someone who's or bad they, at or catching. Or they um, block the other officers from catching the falling. Oh, really? They're yeah, they set picks and wow, yeah, wow. push their arms down when they're about to catch you. Yeah, yeah. It just keeps you. Uh, so you're really conditioning these guys. Like I always thought of the police force as something that you know it's all about fraternity and brotherhood. But yeah. you're kind of needling your way in there to remind them, hey, don't trust anybody out here. Don't trust anybody. Yeah, yeah. Some of these cops might be dirty. Yeah, sure. Right. Or some of them might be clean. Yeah. A clean cop is dangerous in the field. Maybe more dangerous, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah the, the whole system's full. We want regular cops. Regular cops. Yeah. Who can go out there and get the job done and not think about it. Sometimes you got to do something that, it, it, you know, it, you know is what the media would call a unnecessary force. Oh, sure, yeah. Sometimes you might have to use unnecessary force. The clean cop is going to go, hey, he just... He just used unnecessary force. Yeah. I got to tell somebody. Yeah. So now you're scared of getting... Sure. I miss Giuliani. Oh, do you? <laughs> I miss Giuliani. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why is that? We need him. He, he cleaned up the city. Yeah. Giuliani, he's got a bad rap lately. You know, he went... He went. Some would say he went out of his mind. <laughs> he went out of his mind. He went, he went too much into the politics. We don't like... We only went too much into the politics. Sure. 1990s New York City Giuliani came in and cleaned it up. It's so interesting you have like nostalgia for one part of the 90s but absolute hatred for the other. Like it seems like you were, it's really a linchpin for you yeah. of like a lot of the stuff in New York. Everything ha- everything comes everything, to the 90s. Yeah, I mean it's uh, everything changed I guess, right? Yeah. Cuz like you have G- G- uh, Giuliani cleaning everything up, but you also have all these softies right. trying to join the police force, right? right. Well, wow. you listen, the, the 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 guys are good guys. Yeah. Their fathers were cops. Sure. Grandfathers were cops. They're good guys. They're going mm. into the right profession. Yeah. But something got in the water. Something Some, got in yeah. the mix. It got right. a little too loosey goosey. Yeah, I get that. I get uh, that. I didn't wear a seatbelt growing up. Yeah. And look how you turned out. But I got I asked you a question? Yeah, sure. You're a smart guy. Of, oh wow, thanks. Uh you can't hop out of the, the, the uh patrol car mm. fast enough if you get your seatbelt on. Oh yeah, that's so a good point. Need to ha- but look at these guys outside. They got motorcycles. They don't they don't got seatbelts. Okay, good point. Yeah. Why do they get to roam around free and we got to be locked up? What about safety on weapons? I'm assuming that, that you have a similar feeling about that. Uh, we, we, uh, I try to get guys to um, file it shave, off. File You're making a shave. filing yeah, motion. Shave. There. I say shave, but <laughs> shave, file yeah. it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Is there, anything, are there any other uh, tactics that you use to, you have, let's say you have someone who's just like all, all racked with guilt at something they did on the job mm-hmm. and they need mm-hmm. to get back out there on the street. Is there anything else that you do to try to get them to uh, man up and, and move on with their lives? Uh, yeah, a lot of different tactics. Um, I get them to watch westerns. Oh, really? I basically get my guys to do man stuff. Yeah, right. Bullet. Yep. Steve McQueen. You think Steve McQueen wore a seatbelt when he was screaming around the streets in Bullet? Probably not, right? No. Yeah. You know what I mean? And listen, you're riddled with guilt, but that's for later. Sure. You're a 22 year old kid. Yeah. You're out at 42. Yeah. You got, you're middle-aged at that point. You got half your life to deal with yeah. all the, oh, boo-hoo, wine, wine, yeah. I killed a bunch of kids. And then you go start some kind of business, Yeah, you know, bricklaying or mm-hmm. fly fishing. 
Okay. You know, and that's where that stuff comes out. Do you ever keep in touch with any of the ex-cops who have passed retirement and all that stuff started coming that's out? Not, no. No. That's not my department. So for all method. you know, there's a fly fisherman out there standing in a, in a, in a river who can't stop crying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. I, I, not, only, for, not for all I know. I know. Yeah. I know this is a thing that happens. Sure. But, though, but that's okay. <laughs> sure. Because you're not on the job. Right. You're not endangering anybody else. Right. Other than maybe your family, right? Yeah. Some of those people who haven't dealt with any of their trauma end up snapping and killing their whole family or whatever. But that's those are outliers. Well, that, they signed up for that. You know what I, you know, you know, I was a sure. cop. I, I, I sort of know. assumed, right? Yeah. Well, why aren't you a cop anymore? Oh, I had uh, terrible situations in the eighties. Did you have an oyster? Terrible. I had many oysters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, look, my wife knew what she signed up for Yeah. and it, it comes with the job and some ladies can handle it. And I also have, uh, courses for the ladies. I almost completely forgot that there were female cops. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. No? I'm talking about the ladies. Oh, the wives. The wives of cops. Gotcha. Okay. Lady cops are yeah. just... How to deal with your husband who's not processing any emotions for 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You want to go... You want to turn a deaf ear? Yeah. Lady cops is... That's just for the... Uh, that's the optics. Okay. Uh-huh. That's just for the optics. Well, um, this is fascinating, and I, I got to get to my second guest here soon, but I also want to mention that um, it says here that, that your, your hobby is that you make landscape art in Microsoft Paint. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what, what got you started on that? How, uh, why that? The, the computers on the job are, are PCs. Right, right. You know, and uh, some guys play solitaire. Sure. Some guys play the snake game. Mm -hmm. And I found the, the Microsoft Paint. Wow. And I remember growing up, I would watch Bob Ross, yeah, the the white guy with the afro, yeah, sure, and he'd be painting, and I I got into it, you know, yeah. and it, you find something where you can put your energy into, right, right, yeah, yeah. and and, and, and keep it quiet, you keep it quiet, so you don't do like you've never done like a showing, you print them out and have a showing or try to sell them. I have I have it, but I, I I'm like Banksy. Oh, wow. I'm secret a with it. Secret yeah. name and everything. Huh? Yeah. Wow. I don't suppose we're going to get you to tell us what that is. No, yet. I don't want to. I don't want the guys to know. Yeah. It's interesting to me that you, you know, after having been forcibly ejected from the NYPD, have now found this artistic outlet that oh. you refuse to show anybody because you're afraid it'll make you seem weak and sensitive as a man. Well, I don't want, I don't want to mess up the money. Sure. That's how I get paid. It's your bread and butter, right? right. Yeah, you don't want to mess that up. Well, you got to have an outlet. Well, folks, my second guest is here today to give the podcast a shot in the arm. But before we get to that, let's pause and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, my name is Lou Frangiponi. I'm an unlicensed therapist with the Suppression Group LTD, a firm that helps law enforcement professionals process emotions. And I'm taking this business further into the private sector. Are you dealing with any trauma or overspilling of emotions, guilt-ridden behavior? Soft tendencies, flaccid feelings, shut it down. You got to call me Lou Frangiponi, former NYPD officer, behind the blue shield, regulating the blue scenarios. Take the blue pill. Send us a message on the website, and always remember, keep your feelings down, 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 down. And we're back. I'd like to remind you at this point, as I do every show, that I, Dean Ardenfell, am not and have never been an employee of Hogswood Cooper Media or any of its subsidiaries. Okay, we'll talk more with Lou Frangiponi from the Suppression Group, but now I'd like to bring in my second guest who works for a totally different subsidiary of Hogswood Cooper. She is the Public Relations Director for Benign Tech, the pharmaceutical company that was first to market in many countries with a COVID-19 vaccine that was over 30% effective. 
Many have blamed benign tech for America's ongoing opioid crisis, but others have called that an oversimplification. In her spare time, she has a blog that rates cats. Please welcome Sheila Wumps. Hello, Sheila. Oh, hello. Um, thank you so much for having me here today. Um, oh, I'm just, thanks for being here. Uh, you know, very happy to be here uh, representing uh, Benign Tech on your podcast. Oh, well, thanks for being here. Your COVID vaccine, by the way, didn't make a lot of headlines, but you were first, which is uh, uh, not nothing. We were all so panicked and you came out with something that was kind of effective, which was nice. Yes, uh, we were 30% effective, yes. uh, which, you know... Uh, is more effective than if you didn't have a vaccine. And, and probably just slightly more effective than I- I- immunity that comes from ha- having gotten COVID. That's what we're shooting for. We're shooting for higher than... Uh, we're shooting uh, to, you know, arms. That's what we're shooting for. Yes. You more know, shots and so, more arms. So we did it. Yeah. Uh, we did it first. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, we're here for the community. And right. that's that's the message uh, that we would like to say is that, you know, we've been here. We will always been here. Even if you don't think about us, uh, we'll, we'll just yeah. be here always I'll always been here. Yeah. So you are the public relations director, um, and you, you deal with a lot of questions and people like to sort of criticize you. Uh, and, and it does seem like every time someone lo- lobs something in your lap of like, Oh, this is like the company that uh, started the opioid crisis. You know, you, uh, you often twist it back toward, Hey, but we had a COVID vaccine, right? Yeah. It's never been substantiated. Sure. Uh, so, uh, just please really make sure that what you're saying is, uh, clear fact based. Right. All of our research that mm. we have paid for, uh, absolves us of, uh, any of these, uh, problems. Sure. And if, if you will notice, um, we also have donated, um, 0.2% of, uh, our proceeds, uh, from the COVID vaccine to the opioid crisis. And that is because we care. Right. right. And when you say we've donated it to the opioid crisis, what organizations are actually uh, recipients of that? Um, The crisis uh, needs funding, and we are here to make sure that that is funded because we care. Yeah. No, and when I say some people say this or some people say that, I'm I'm absolutely not agreeing with them. I'm more curious about the way that you uh, sort of defend the company when people come after you, when these sort of like, you know, leftist kind of uh, crazy people come after you and say, hey, you know, you paid a bunch of doctors over many, many years to push a highly addictive drug that people didn't need and caused a a health uh, crisis in America. Like, and uh, I, I think it's so deft the way that you respond to that by also reminding them that you were first to market with a life-saving vaccine, right? Yes. What are we if not the last thing that we made? You know? Sure. Well, also, you've had the success of the t- uh, the sh- uh, rapid tests that you've put out that are 53% effective at determining whether or not you have COVID. Um, but th- those two things are single-handedly saving lives. And those are the two most recent successes that you want people to know about, not the opioid crisis that has racked America for years and years, right? Once again, I feel like we're focusing on the effectiveness, but what we right. provide are solutions. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I, just, I just feel like you keep trying to bring up times... Um, that others have criticized us. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, don't, I hope you don't feel attacked. I'm just, uh, I'm always impressed with the way that you respond to those, uh, to those naysayers, you know? Mm. Well, after, after being in this line of work, what, going on uh, 14 years, you mm, know? Wow. Um, you know, it, it's very important to, to hear what people are saying mm. and then give your own answers. Yeah. What, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Well, the questions that you've asked, um, Mm. if you go back, uh, how many answers have I given for the questions you've asked? Oh, direct answers to my questions? Uh, Very few, actually. Thank you. (laughs) Which I assume is part of your your job description as a public relations expert, right? (laughs) 
Uh, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I'm not here really to answer your questions. Sure, right. Uh, I'm no. here to explain why um, benign tech is the pharmaceutical company not only of the present, but of the future. Sure, yeah. And all of these other companies that, that couldn't do it first. Yeah. You know, right. safety regulations. Ugh, uh, they spent so much time. Yeah, I know. Uh, and we just pushed through. Well, you were so smart about it. Like, you were doing uh, a lot of your research in these places on Earth that didn't have the same regulations, you know, these uh, these island countries and stuff everywhere, and really, you know, spread your, your solution around the world before anyone else could. You know, we pulled ourselves up by our own bootstraps. Right, right. It really is. You really are the underdog. You know, when Dolly Parton's thrown millions of dollars at Moderna, then, you know, you really are the underdog in that situation. Yep. Um, and, and that's why we do have Kid Rock, as, oh, is that so? Oh, yeah. Um, he is our spokesperson. Wow. What uh, a so we perfect don't need celebrity endorser. We have uh, obviously found that there were some stock image photos of him, uh, oh, and yeah. we've just uh, put him on all of our packaging. Okay. Has he agreed to be your spokesperson, or have you just purchased some Getty images of him to put on your boxes? That is a wonderful question. Um, well, we you're have not going to answer it, though, are you? What? Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. It. We have many uh, people who uh, lift up our brand. So, yes. Mm -hmm. That seems like an indirect response, but I understand why. So this cat blog you have, you rate cats. That's fun. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, what's the story? Is there a story there past that? or uh, People need to know. Sure. And I am here to inform them. Do they submit photos of their cats or you pick uh, you pick cats from the Internet or how does that work? You know, um, cats come to me sometimes. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just write a name of a cat and I'll, I'll give it a rating rating. So uh, huh. Dean Ardenfell, if that was a cat, but two. Oh, interesting. OK, yeah. so is it cat name based then? It's not photographic, the blog. So it's whatever whatever has to do with cats. Um, cat cartoons uh, mm. can also be rated. Gotcha. Um, it's just the the whole uh, understanding of of cats. Yeah, gotcha. Wow. That's so that's important stuff that you're doing there. Uh, that's great. Uh, well, I want to bring Lou back into this conversation and see what Lou's thinking about uh, all of this. So I feel like both of you are kind of uh, serving in the service of the general, you know, public, the safety of the general public, you know, of course, and 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 a little bit undervalued, I would say, you know, people don't understand that what you two are doing is really important for everybody's safety and health. Is that right? Yeah, it's always how it is when you're a martyr. Is that what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah and so you consider yourself to be a martyr. Absolutely. Yeah, we we are both on the front lines. That's sure. Right. Yeah. That's right. But not even that. We're in front of the front lines. Oh yeah. You know, you don't you don't know the Navy SEALs' names. Right. You don't know their names. They're in there, they're in there before mm -hmm. the grunts come mm -hmm. in and mm -hmm. handle all of the... I mean, they're figuring out the recon. Yeah. You know? Silent heroes. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And well, Sheila, you're, you know, you were talking about being first, you know, being yeah. first is sometimes a curse, right? Because you've developed a vaccine uh, basically outside the system. We have passed all the tests yeah. uh, that have been brought before us. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, I hate so to say that. this, but like some people like to lobby criticism against both of you that what you're doing is actually endangering people. And that the va the vaccine that Benign Tech has developed is actually uh, actually has like some form of poison in it, and that um, if we repress emotional trauma, yeah. then it's going to no. come out in horrifying ways. No, no. Uh, how, how else would you expect to a get rid mm -hmm. of a virus if not with poison? That's mm -hmm. Right. The virus yeah. is a living entity, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. And we have to get rid of it. Yeah. Have you right. heard of chemotherapy? Right. We just blast the whole body with toxic sludge and, and mm -hmm. it kills everything, including the, the bad stuff. Right. And you want to know what's also bad? Yeah. Emotions. You've reacted sure. emotionally Thank a few you. times during this interview. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, and then uh, seems like a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. wow. You're you riddled. both are the experts. I, you're I, riddled with emotions. 
You think? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I never would. I would never pres- presume to think that I was capable of being a cop or anything that takes that much emotional control. I don't uh-huh. think, you know? Mm-hmm. Good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good. But, you're, but, but, but like if only, see, if only we had the, the toxic poison that we have for coronavirus that you, got, you all have developed for male emotion. Wouldn't that be great if we had a vaccine that could just like... Some of this uh, opioid stuff might work with my guys. Oh, is that so? Oh, I mean, we would, we would love, uh, we can rebrand. So you're talking about like it would treat em- like male emotional weakness. Is that yeah. what you're thinking? Yeah. I'm thinking maybe some oips for the, for the oys. Mm. You know, some oips for the oips, oys would work perfectly. What's the oips? The, oi- the oips, the opioids. 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 Yeah. Oh, oh, see, you're already shortening stuff, yeah. and I'm having to trouble trouble following along. Yeah. Oips for the oys. Yeah. Great. And that's the show for this week, everybody. Lou Frangiponi was played by Sypha Sounds. Sypha is very famous in New York. He is a comedian and a DJ there. Follow him at Sypha Sounds and listen to both of his podcasts, Talk Clearlier and Juan Epp is Life. Sheila Wumps was played by Rachel Sherman. Rachel is a Vermont-based improviser who has performed with the main stage team at Vermont Comedy Club and can frequently be seen there on the Thursday show, Mothra. I'm Nathan Hartswick playing Dean Ardenfell. You can follow this podcast at The Corporation Pod on Instagram and TikTok and visit the website at thecorporationpod.com. Please subscribe, review, like all the posts, share all the stuff, tell your friends about the show. I really want to get it out there. And hey, if you're in the Burlington area, I hope you'll check out the show at the Vermont Comedy Club and say hi while you're there. See you next week.